Studio. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode. The other one doesn't count because it was an introduction. This is like the main first episode of how Nigeria works. But doesn't. And as usual, these are culprits. Sandra's here. Andy's here. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it it was quite the weekend in Nigeria, like quite the weekend, huh? Yeah. yeah. Everybody with their elections, everybody trying to do different stuff. I saw quite the interesting tweet from Dino Melaye. I don't know whether you saw that as well, where he was um, basically saying, oh, where's that tweet? I need to find that tweet. He was basically saying, um, congratulations to the 72 new state chairman of APC everywhere in a double double what a blessed <laughs> party <laughs> did yeah. you see that tweet? yes I saw it uh, yeah for our international listeners because by faith I believe we have some mm-hmm. um, that's funny because Nigeria only has 36 states mm-hmm. and so for a party to have 72 state chairmen mm-hmm. that means there are two state chairmen per state which is basically what happened because the elections for state chairmen for the party all across the country broke down. How did that happen? Well, you know, some that happens in Nigerian elections where the two people can decide who won the election and both declare themselves winner. But it's simple. Like, I mean, person A votes, person B votes, whoever has the highest votes, that's the winner of the elections. How difficult can it be to do that? Well, you already just pointed out three problems there. <laughs> Uh, the first problem is deciding who, who actually voted and who didn't. Uh-huh. I voted. No, you didn't. But I voted. No, you didn't. That's, that happens a lot in Nigerian elections. <laughs> then the second problem is the count. Well, I count 10 for you and 9 for me. And the other guy says, no, no, no. It's 11 for that guy and 2 for the other guy. Okay. Yeah, so there's a between on the count. Then even after the count, then one guy declares somebody winner and another guy declares another person a winner. It happens all the time. Oh, my goodness. So I'm guessing you paid... Did you pay attention to the APC... Congresses, because there was what Congresses, local government Congresses, and state Congresses. And state Congress well, elections. I paid attention in the sense that I just listened for the updates, but my entire, my my actual attention, my eyes and ears were mm-hmm. focused on you know the royal wedding. Ah, yes, the royal wedding, the British royal wedding, the ginger and the black girl. I well, I didn't know she was black until the. Whole discussion started. I thought she was only black until the whole conversation started. Is she like the human equivalent of the dress where where it's black and? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Wow. Well, I'm just saying. What's wrong with you? So, to be honest, when I was watching Megan on on Suits, I didn't know she was anything but black. Okay, I never watched Suits, so I guess that's where you know. <gasps> That's like saying you never watched Game of Thrones. Okay, no, that's not true. That's not the same thing. Yes, not the same thing. But seriously, why not? Why haven't you watched Suits? I like my legal dramas to be dramatic and not goofy. Suits is pretty dramatic. Oh, no, it has a bit of the Ali McBeal to it. I thought she said you hadn't watched it. How do you know? Okay, when I say I've not watched a show, it means I watched the first episode and... You can't judge it. You can't judge a book by its first episode. Uh, Yeah, you can. Speaking (laughs) as an author, uh, everywhere that I have been submitting my novel to, they judge it by the first chapter or the first three chapters. You know, and I'm like, you don't know the whole story. You don't see everything I've done. How dare you? (laughs) Okay, well, uh, so you were watching that. And, um, I mean, who, who do you think the Nigerian equivalent is to Meghan and Harry. Well, um, Meghan and Harry uh, got their status in society 
without elections. Uh. So, in a sense, they are like every Nigerian politician ever. Because even though we claim to have elections, Mm -hmm. the elections are more or less staged. How does that even tie in? Andy, what? 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 Huh? What? I'm just saying. How does that even tie in? I mean, like, I asked you all the question. You went, you, you pulled the Buhari and started answering it differently. No, I'm saying, you said, who are they like? I'm like, I'm saying they're like the typical Nigerian politician uh-huh. who gets to his position without ever being elected. Uh-huh. Isn't that what a royal is? Okay, you know what? Let's just, like, come home. Let's leave that conversation alone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let, let's come home. <laughs> let's okay. talk about elections, period. Yes. I mean, that's what this episode is, by the way. Mm. How elections um, work. Or don't. Well, yeah, the don't is in parenthesis. Mm. Work mm-hmm. in Nigeria. And right. I, I, I've always wondered if we've ever gotten it right, you know. But I think we should, because Andy's also, like, a history geek. So I think we should like let him like show off a bit his geek is it geekness or geekiness? I prefer the term or geekery. Geekery or geeky dumb. Geekery. Geekery. Okay. Yes. So this is the part where he shows off his geekery and like tells us what he knows. Like how did elections start in Nigeria? How how did how did we do it initially? How have we always done it? Like how how did it start? How did elections start in Nigeria? Well, our first elections, first te- technically the first elections in Nigeria were in 1920. Uh, municipal elections in Lagos. Everything starts in Lagos. I was still an ovum. Oh, wait. In heaven. You, I'm not even sure they manufactured. <laughs> they had a manufacturing so, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, 1920, and it was a municipal election, mm-hmm. and it was for four seats on the Lagos Council. The Lagos Council had like 50 seats or something, and they were all nominated and stuff like that. But four of them got to be elected okay. in 1920. And uh, essentially, uh, most of the people who got elected were white, were Brits. Oh. Because that was a time when, you know, there was still a very significant British population in Nigeria, mm-hmm. in Lagos. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, that was the first election. A few years later, 1923, mm-hmm. um, we had our first general elections mm-hmm. to a national legislative chamber. Mm-hmm. And again, that was for four seats again, mm-hmm. three for Lagos, one for Calabar. Mm-hmm. And in that election, like, for example, in Lagos, mm-hmm. there were like 99,000 people in Lagos at the time. Mm-hmm. And only 4,000 of them had the right to vote. Mm-hmm. So, like, about 4% of the population were voting. Mm-hmm. There were men over 21 who had earned up to 100 pounds in the previous year. Okay. Yeah. So that was pretty much who was allowed to, to vote. And, you know, gradually, step by step, bit by bit, the franchise was expanded to include poorer men. Okay. Younger men. Okay. Over time, blacker men. All, only men. Only men for the longest time, mm. up until very close to independence, when mm. women were allowed to vote. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty much, we, we just saw the franchise growing and the uh, number of people voting increased and the number of people getting voted for increased. Increased as well. Yeah. So, until we got to where we were. But we, what, for the longest time, especially when the elections got larger, mm-hmm. like right before independence and onwards, mm-hmm. we always had that issue of election malpractice, violence in elections, rigged elections. Even really? when the British, Even when the British were here. Really? Yes. The British, I mean, like, you had, like, you know, there are various types of rigging. 
okay. which you'll see and we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there's a like there's a saying that I actually dislike, but okay. it's said a lot mm-hmm. when it comes to Nigerian politics. Oh, you can only rig where you are popular. And that is often used to justify a rigged election. Hmm. You know, because we see things like we see things like okay, let's use the last election as an example, the twenty fifteen election. Mm-hmm. Um we have some candidates getting 95% of the vote mm-hmm. in River State, mm-hmm. and then the other candidate getting 95% of the vote in Kano State, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. Neither of those uh, results should have happened. Like, it does not make sense that in a state it's of... It's not like, a true reflection. No, it cannot, it can, it's not possible mm-hmm. that in a state of a few million people, mm-hmm. a few million voters, mm-hmm. that 95% of the voters all say, no, we're going with this guy. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen that way. Who says it doesn't happen? It, I mean, he might just really be popular. He might be that popular. Yeah, but when you look at statistics, mm-hmm. like worldwide statistics for elections... Yeah, well, statistics don't work in Nigeria. Everything works in Nigeria. It's just that we're used to thinking that things don't work. Okay. It is, when you see outliers like that, you know, an election where people get 100% of a vote, 99% of a vote, the only people who ever get those kind of results were people like Saddam Hussein and Muammar Gaddafi, but that was because they were the only candidate in the election. So even when you're the only candidate in the election, you, they, they say like, like 4% of the population are like, now nah, we're not voting for you. So then... <laughs> <laughs> when there are now two people, <laughs> when there are two people, or three, yeah, you should expect a bit more yeah, resistance. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, so that that's one of those things that we we see in in Nigerian elections, and that was quite that was happening quite a bit even in the first republic, even in 1959 general election, wow. you would see that like in the north, the NPC, the Northern People's Congress, mm-hmm. would win by very large, unimaginable margins, mm-hmm. and then you see that in the east, mm-hmm. the NCNC would be doing the same thing, and mm-hmm. in the west, Action Group would be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And yes, and of course, part of that was that they were voting along tribal lines. Mm-hmm. But even at that, mm-hmm. was, the, the the margins were just overwhelming. So you're basically saying that we've never gotten elections right. And from what you're saying, we learned this from the British. We learned it from... Because, I mean, you're saying... Because if they were the initial people to start this, if they were um, the first people who had elections in this country... And we had to, we learned what we are doing from them. We've never gotten it right, and then we learned what we what we have from them. Well, let's put it this way: I I, I wouldn't say we learned it from them. I would say that they didn't bother teaching us a different way. Um, I would say that they felt they were okay with leaving us to our own devices when it came to like electoral malpractice. Mm-hmm. As long as we did the election, there wasn't too much violence, mm-hmm. and a result emerged, which they were willing to count, mm-hmm. then they were okay with it. Mm-hmm. And in terms of never getting it right, uh, the only brief episode where you could say that election results were um, transparent, mm-hmm. in the sense that what happened at the polling unit mm-hmm. was what is reflected in the results mm-hmm. very clearly. One could say that is the, was the um, abortive Third Republic in the late 80s and early 90s okay. when um, Ibrahim Babangida was military head of state oh, yeah. and he was trying to... Um, you know, conduct a trans- transition mm-hmm. to civilian rule. Mm-hmm. And so there were elections. We started with ward elections, LGA elections, then state-level elections, and then finally federal elections. Mm-hmm. And those elections were different from every other election that came before mm-hmm. and most elections that came after mm-hmm. in the sense that um, he used the open ballot system. Mm-hmm. So instead of um, you going into your polling unit, mm-hmm. as you, take your, you go and you take your ballot paper mm-hmm. and you go into your private polling booth mm-hmm. and you stick, you, you, you take whoever, you thumbprint whoever you want to vote for mm-hmm. and stick it in the ballot box and go away mm-hmm. in, in privacy. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, under the Third Republic, 
um, all the candidates, their posters would be put up on a wall mm-hmm. or poles, mm-hmm. and the voters would come and queue up, they would form a line mm-hmm. in front of the poster of the candidate that they, they wanted, wanted to vote for. Ooh. And then at a particular set time, mm-hmm. it was counting time, mm-hmm. and then the electoral officers would come and count each line mm-hmm. and declare the result right there and then. Wow. So the advantage that had was it was apparent to all. Hmm. The the counting was in the open. Mm-hmm. Nobody could claim a higher count than they actually had. Mm-hmm. And of course, the military was there mm-hmm. to ensure that the count the was, being, was being done mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. But you know, of course, the drawback, and that's in contrast to other elections mm-hmm. where you know you put it all in a ballot box and mm-hmm. somebody steals the ballot box, <laughs> the different ballot box. Yeah, you can't steal people. You can't steal. Well, you can, but it's like you know, it's harder to stuff them in a car. Yeah. You know, you can't. St- you can stuff like a hundred thousand ballots in a car. But yeah, but people, that's unless they're clowns. Hmm. Yeah. Or dwarves. I can't believe you said that. Excuse <laughs> my God, my chest, oh, my chest. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but one of the disadvantages of that open ballot system mm-hmm. was that, of course, everybody could see how everybody was voting, mm-hmm. and that leads to um, like issues of like greater prospect of being threatened, mm-hmm. oppression. People's votes were easier to manipulate, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because mm-hmm. if your ogre tells you. That he wants you to vote for SDP, mm-hmm. but you want to vote for NRC, mm-hmm. and then your ogre at the same polling mm-hmm. unit, and he sees you <laughs> in the wrong line. It's going to be a problem the next day. <laughs> so yeah, so even though it was a transparent election, mm-hmm. people like me, although I'm in a minority, mm-hmm. I do not believe that those elections were fair. Yeah, but they were fairer than what um, was obtainable before. And what is obtainable right now? Yes, you could argue that. You could argue that at least the transparency mm-hmm. made them fairer. Mm-hmm. And of course, you had issues like you had situations like, for instance, the governor of River State, mm-hmm. Rufus Ada George, um, his, he, while he was sitting governor, mm-hmm. there were uh, elections and his party lost at the government house polling unit. Mm-hmm. He was standing in the queue mm-hmm. and the majority of the government, government house staff mm-hmm. were in the other queue. Damn. Yeah. So Why? For whatever reason, they were just not happy. So, <laughs> so we could see that there was still a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in the system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's the only time you could really say that we got it right. Okay. Um, and since then, we have continued to get it wrong. Why? Well, things happened. Uh, I, I Like most of the current problems we have, or like a big, a sizable chunk of them, mm-hmm. we can trace it to the Abacha regime. Um, something happened during Abacha's own transition and mm. his own elections. Mm-hmm. Abacha and he, the people around him did not seem to want to have, mm-hmm. like, they wanted to take out the comp- competition, the competitive element from elections. Mm. And bear in mind, it's because, like, these are military people. Military people don't understand the chaos that is civilian life, mm-hmm. the disorderliness, and mm-hmm. the lack of seniority, and the fact that you allow things like the outcome of who's going to be ruled next mm-hmm. to be like, Put in, put in the hands of the people. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're like, no, there has to be a better way to do this. So they started this whole system of sitting down and sharing positions. Oh. Like, oh, okay, you, the five parties, all of you sit down in this state. Okay, you will take this, you will take the Senate seat, you will take the governorship. And they were doing that. Mm-hmm. And it, and the politicians who, like, were still involved in politics at that point were also f- more risk averse. Then the politicians that came before them, mm-hmm. because of the way, you know, after the June 12th amendment mm-hmm. by Babangida, mm-hmm. and like after 
a lot of all those politicians who were in the Third Republic had lost out. Mm -hmm. Some of them had gone bankrupt and they had left the scene mm -hmm. and they didn't want to come back mm -hmm. when Abacha restarted because mm -hmm. they didn't trust the system. Mm -hmm. So a whole new crop of politicians who were, mm, let me say, not as... Uh, Politically inclined, as I come and go and kill myself. Yes, <laughs> so they were more willing to say, "Okay, yeah, you know what? We want a system with safety nets." Mm. So, okay, let us write the result of the election before we go to the polls. Oh, so that's where that started. Oh, the, this idea of writing results mm -hmm. was born in the Abacha regime. Really? It's a new form of rigging, which we didn't have before. Before, it was good old-fashioned, honest rigging, where you stole your ballot box <laughs> like an honest politician, you know? You went down there, and you stuffed it with ballot papers that you sweated to stamp. Aha. Uh -huh. But, yeah. did you know, I, I find it pretty interesting. I mean, there's nowhere in the world where elections are completely free and fair. Except Iceland, but, but yes. But the one in Nigeria, my goodness, like, we give it a whole new meaning. Yes, but and that's because, uh, and again, like you said, I'm a history geek. Mm -hmm. When you look at other countries who were as, maybe as large as us, or, like, when, when countries are as poor mm -hmm. as Nigeria mm -hmm. is, Elections are never straightforward. Elections become terrible. Like American elections in the 1800s mm -hmm. were ridiculous. Oh. Yes. Um, you had, that's where you had like Tammany Hall, hmm. where basically elections in New York were like just a sham, hmm. you know, where people were like I'll show up to an election with a long, like a large beard, like Moses, mm -hmm. and vote, and then go away and then cut the beard halfway and come back and vote again. <laughs> And then go and shave and come back for a third vote. And there was like, you know, some guy from City Hall mm -hmm. waiting to pay me for each vote mm -hmm. I voted. You know, like elections were like just were just like Yeah, but no one was stealing anybody's ballot boxes. Oh, they were stealing ballot boxes. They were? And they were shooting people. In what? Yes, in New York. Go watch Gangs of New York, a great movie by Martin Scorsese with Leo DiCaprio and Daniel D. Lewis. Uh -huh. Yeah, it just shows you a glimpse of how elections were in the mid eighteen hundreds in America. God damn. Yes, yeah, it was like the, we call them the political machines. That's where we get that 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 um that phrase from the political <laughs> machines. Huh? And they were just set up to rig elections. Yes. Wow. Yes. So they were able to fix it. They were. They've been able to uh, get it right-ish. Yes. You know. Yes. How come we haven't been? Because we're we're yet to have that economic revolution. When people are this poor, mm. and the vast majority of voters are very poor mm. in Nigeria, mm -hmm. it's easier to manipulate the system. When the people who are in charge of the elections, like the INEC staff, mm -hmm. are that poor, mm. it is easy to bribe them and co-opt the system. Mm. The average polling unit in, in the Nigerian election is staffed by youth coppers mm -hmm. with one INEC staff. Mm -hmm. Youth coppers whom we know mm -hmm. are receiving an allowance of 5,000 naira a month mm -hmm. when they get their full allowance. Mm -hmm. Youth coppers who are looking for ways to make money. Mm -hmm. And then you put them there and you tell them to choose between receiving a bribe and looking the other way mm -hmm. or rejecting the bribe and getting shot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Mm -hmm. So that's why it's, right now, it's almost impossible to have free and fair elections in Nigeria because the arbiters are compromised mm -hmm. and then even the voters whose, whose mandate is being stolen yeah. accept it because here's the thing. The average Nigerian voter in the village, because most polling units are in the village. That's right. He doesn't expect much from government, because government has failed him time mm -hmm. and time again. Mm -hmm. So the only time he gets any kind of interface with mm -hmm. government is on election day mm -hmm. or during the campaign. Mm -hmm. 
And so, if now, during campaign, they come and they pay him 200 naira, 500 naira, mm-hmm. to look the other way and allow him to start the ballot box. <laughs> Waiting concern now. Oh, this is all he's going to get from government for the next four years. Hmm. So, that is why it becomes easy to, in quotes, rig where you're popular. But we're always going to be poor, Andy. Are you saying that for as long as we're poor, we're always going to have elections that are a sham? Well, I'm speaking statistically, that mm. the poorer a society is, the more likely it is to have sham elections. Mm. But there are always exceptions. And what we hope to do is make ourselves one of those exceptions. Where have there been, ex- like, are there examples of these ex- exceptions that you can point to at right now? Yeah, Uganda, for instance. You're always talking about Uganda. If you going to sit down with this your Uganda thing. Well, I'm, you asked me for an example that I have from my head, so I had to come up with one of them. Fine. Yeah, Uganda in the like in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. had an electoral system mm-hmm. that, even though, um, and that's a big caveat, a big asterisk, mm-hmm. was that it was a one-party system. Mm-hmm. But even in the one-party system, there was a lot of internal democracy, and you saw the polling units that there was no rigging of elections. Mm-hmm. People stood there, they voted, and if you tried to rig elections, you, you were shamed. Mm-hmm. You know, like shame was like a big... We can't shame you. You people have guns. And I say you people because I know that you too are part of the system. You're a politician, Andy. I am not one of them. <laughs> Okay, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so you ran for office. Yes. And uh, this was back in 2011. Right? That's right. How did that go? Well, as you can see, I am not in a political office right now. No, so you're not. Obviously, I was not declared the winner. Yeah. What does that mean? That It feels like there's a lot more to say um, with that statement. I was not declared the winner. What does that mean? That means I was not declared the winner. No, no, no. There's, there's, like, I feel like there's a story in there. What does that mean? I was not declared the winner. Okay. Those Did are... you win and then you were not declared the winner? I believe I won and I was not declared the you winner. You believe you won. Did yeah. you win? Yes, I won the election. How do you know you won? Because I got the results. I had 10 out of 12 wards. I was running for um, State House of Assembly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my my constituency, Okrika Local Government Area, has 12 wards. Mm-hmm. And I won 10 out of the 12 wards. Uh, How do you know you won 10 out of the 12 wards? Because we're, get, because we're on the ground and we're getting results in real time. What does getting results in real time mean? Snatching the boxes? No. Because <laughs> here, here was a funny thing. The, the 2011 elections in River State mm-hmm. were quite funny. Um, you don't, you go in, you vote. Mm-hmm. Here's how elections are supposed to work. Mm-hmm. You go in, at a, you go in, you, you go to your polling unit early in the morning, mm-hmm. they check your voter's card, mm-hmm. confirm you as a voter, it's called accreditation. Mm-hmm. And all the accredited voters stay in one place and wait. Mm-hmm. And at an appointed time, they start voting. Mm-hmm. They give them their ballot papers, they go put them in the box. Mm-hmm. At, at the end of voting, the ballot, paper, ballot boxes are emptied, mm-hmm. the officials count, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the result for that polling unit is declared. Mm-hmm. Then the officers take the results from that polling unit mm-hmm. and go to a collation center. Mm-hmm. And there's one collation center per, per ward. Mm-hmm. And all the ba- polling units from that ward empty out to the collation center. Mm-hmm. And then all those results are mm-hmm. added together, mm-hmm. quick math, mm-hmm. and a new result for the ward is, is generated mm-hmm. and then all the results from those 12 wards are taken to the LGA coalition center mm-hmm. quick math again mm-hmm. and then the final result and you say oh this guy has um, 7,000 votes mm-hmm. this guy has 3,000 votes mm-hmm. by virtue mm-hmm. this guy is the winner so that's how it's supposed to work so but do you find that the way it's supposed to work gives room for a lot of malpractice to which happen. is what happened to me and that is why 
that is why you're talking to me now and you're calling me Andy. You're not calling me Honorable Andy. Oh, because sorry. there was malpractice. Honorable. Honorable, honorable. No, no, no. Don't, don't call me that right now. <laughs> Anybody that's calling me Honorable right now is looking for money. <laughs> honorable. Ready to for your guest? Nothing but information. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we the, the voting at the polling unit went on great like there was no hitch okay like, it was free and fair at the polling so units. you were popular yes yeah, very popular hmm. yeah so yeah i i say that because you just said like being popular means that you can read so you can but i didn't okay i didn't need to so we we, we won like we we're getting the results like from the polling units and mm-hmm. you know digital natives mm-hmm. where they with our laptops mm-hmm. and our pads and mm-hmm. we we're putting the results in from each polling unit as we were getting them mm-hmm. and it was clear that i was like i had 10 of the 12 awards i was winning mm-hmm. insurmountable lead mm-hmm. so we're already celebrating before we go to the collation centers mm-hmm. but when we go to the collation centers some something terrible <laughs> happened yeah magical mm-hmm. something nigerian happened <laughs> at the polling at the, at, at the collation centers mm-hmm. basically the army and the police mm-hmm. took over the collation centers okay. and um, refused to allow my agents into the collation centers. Mm-hmm. My agents were slapped, beaten, shot at. Wow. And so they abandoned the collation centers because my ambition is not worth the blood of any Nigerian. Yeah, okay, just so, <laughs> <laughs> so they left the collation centers mm-hmm. and these other people just wrote a new result. That is basically, they ignored the results on the result sheets from the polling unit. I just wrote new results. So it doesn't even matter because all the time p- people are saying, get your PVC. When you vote, you stand there and defend your vote. So you can stand there under the sun, make sure that the right counts are done, and all of that could be for nothing because they're just going to get to the collision center and come up with new results. Yeah, that's usually what happens. And I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm just, I just wrote an article that will go live on my website tonight oh. about this call. Because, oh. you know, people have been saying, get your PVC. All the time. Oh, my God. I think get that's on PVC, my nerves. Get your PVC. So, I wrote an article called, Forget Your PVC. You're always doing opposite, opposite things. Well, that's how we move forward. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, you, you can go, you can vote, you, you know, you accredit yourself, you go and you vote, mm-hmm. and you hear the result of your polling unit, mm-hmm. and you feel satisfied, and you leave. Mm-hmm. But what goes on next at the collation center, in fact, the, the ambassador to the, um, the U.S. ambassador to Nigeria mm-hmm. at the time said, the devil is in the collation centers. Ah. He said so, because he, he observed it. And I've only seen one example of uh, people able to prevent rigging at the collation center. And that happened in the 2015 rerun elections in River State as well, hmm. where um, supporters of the PDP mm-hmm. felt that the APC were going, to do were, the were, were, were going to change the results at the collation center. Mm-hmm. And so instead of going home from their polling units mm-hmm. after voting, mm-hmm. people from all the polling units converged at the collation centers mm-hmm. as a crowd mm-hmm. and resisted the army and the police mm-hmm. and stopped them from taking over the collation centers. So basically, basically, you can't shoot all of us. You can't shoot all of us. So is that what we should start to do? Is that, that how is we're wh- going to get elections that right? That is how we're going to get elections right in Nigeria. The mm-hmm. problem is that we don't realize that mass action works. But we don't want to die. I don't want to die. I believe it was Shakespeare who said, nobody won't buy, but they won't go heaven. No, he never said that. Oh, okay, two-faced. two-faced. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, I always mix them up. Yeah, but, they sound um, like Shakespeare, two-faced. Pretty much. Uh-huh. Hamlet, African Queen, same thing. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, but 
these are the things, and these are these are things that the political elites count on. They count on us not being ready to take the risks and make the sacrifices necessary mm. to defend our rights. Mm. We have to if we want elections to work. Mm. So that's it. That's what it comes down to. If we want it to work because that's like the biggest question you know how do you think that we can get to that point where we start to get elections right because number one we're poor uganda found a way to work around its poverty and get it right um so that means obviously we can work around the poverty and get it right Mm -hmm. i don't know how do you know how i have a suggestion Mm -hmm. and it's just like me this is my idea and i think maybe people should talk about it think about it and improve it destroy it if it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and come up with better one Mm -hmm. but here's what i think Mm -hmm. like i said to you the average villager has no interaction with government, no interaction with politicians, mm-hmm. except right before elections. Mm-hmm. There's a trust deficit. There. Mm-hmm. There's a trust gap. They don't trust the campaign promises. That's right. They don't trust anything. So they, all they want is that money for hand, mm-hmm. and then they go and they vote how you want them to vote, bag of rice. or they go out yeah, the bag of rice, stomach infrastructure, mm-hmm. and they go away. Mm-hmm. God, like we even had um, the Akitika. We have a lot of people actually saying that as a thing. Yes, because politicians. And like prouding about yes, it, yes, you know? Because the, when the politicians say that, the people cheer them. The people say, yes, give us our rights. Oh, my yeah. God. But now imagine a situation where um, people of the middle class in mm-hmm. Nigeria, mm-hmm. professionals like yourself, mm-hmm. um, business owners, mm-hmm. young people who want to move this nation forward, mm-hmm. they say that, look, you know what? Even if we're not forming a political party, mm-hmm. even if we don't. We can't decide between ourselves which party is the best. Mm-hmm. But we can decide and agree among ourselves that we want free and fair elections. Mm-hmm. So let's form a group or, or, or a group of groups, mm-hmm. a coalition of NGOs. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is we are running social welfare interventions mm-hmm. in the various villages mm-hmm. across this country. Mm-hmm. And developing and building a reputation for ourselves, building a relationship with the villagers, with mm-hmm. the people in the rural areas, mm-hmm. building trusts. Was that what you did? Well, that's what I did for myself as my political ambition. I, I ran uh, my own programs in my LG and I was running them for years before. I started running them in 2005. Wow. And I was running them until I ran for election in 2011. That was six years later. So that was so, why you were able to win on your yes, merit. Yes, because when I stood in front of them and said, send me to the House of Assembly, I will do this for you and I'll do that for you. They believed They, they believed me. They said, look, our son, even without being elected mm. with your own money, mm. you've been doing this. Mm-hmm. So when you are elected and you are you're sent to the House of Assembly mm-hmm. and you get to vote on how government funds are spent, mm-hmm. we can trust you that you will send development our way. Mm. But now, if you do that, and we're, or we're crowdfunding it, mm-hmm. and we're organizing, and we're doing that, we're making concrete interventions to help them like build their, their human capacity mm-hmm. that's you know educate them mm-hmm. you know help them start businesses mm-hmm. uh, you know and, and make and also social and, and uh, social interventions mm-hmm. if we're doing that constantly mm-hmm. for a long period of time mm-hmm. and we build up trust mm-hmm. and then we say to them look this is a person we want you to back even if we don't do that, mm. even if we don't tell them, we tell them, look, the only way government is going to work for you is if you stop allowing people to rig election here in this village. Mm. Trust us. We don't care who you vote for. Mm. Vote for whoever you want to vote for. Just vote. make sure that Just stay vote with counts. us here and make sure the vote counts. Mm-hmm. And after the vote, follow us down to the coalition center. Mm. If we're able to do that, I think mm. we'll be able to turn it around. And then I also, you know, I always say this and some people say it's controversial, mm. but I say that if all the major churches in southern Nigeria mm. 
and if all the major imams in northern Nigeria mm-hmm. were to declare mm-hmm. that they're against election malpractice mm-hmm. and that they're commanding mm-hmm. their congregants mm-hmm. to come out on election day, mm-hmm. regardless of who they're supporting, mm-hmm. to resist attempts mm-hmm. to rig elections, mm-hmm. election malpractice will be a thing of the past within, te- within five years. Yeah, but I mean, um, we're always also advocating for a separation of church and state. So No, no church and state, that's what... A separation of church from you know government policy. That's church from government. Mm-hmm. But church should never, mm-hmm. never abdicate its role in social justice. If we're talking about that, and that means Reverend Martin Luther King was wrong. Fair enough. Again, to fight against segregation. That means Pope John Paul II was wrong to fight against communism in 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 his native Poland. Yeah. But they they all said something and yes. something was done about it. Yes, because it. look, rigging of elections is a denial of a fundamental human right, right, to choose your own government. That's right. So the church should be in the forefront of fighting for our human rights. This is um, a statement that is going to earn you dragging on Twitter. I can see it. I can see it happening. Well, I don't mind being dragged. It's a good workout. <laughs> Okay, so um, we've been able to address how we got here. We've been able to um, establish that we've never gotten elections right. And even when we almost got it right... um, It was at the cost of of privacy. Mm -hmm. We got transparency right at the cost of fairness. Mm -hmm. And even that election was thrown out the window. Yeah, because somebody didn't like the result. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you think that the way we can get it right going forward, like the point where we can get to and start to get it right, would be at the point, it would start with us, who are the outsiders, who are the middle class people, who are the yes. professionals, yes. Um, finding some way to reach out to like the really poor. The of rural voters. The rural voters. Um, some people would say that would be us doing the job of like the Nigerian government. That would be us doing the work of the Nigerian government. Some people would say we already do enough. You know, we already do too much. We're already providing all kinds of stuff for ourselves. And now you're expecting us to get into all of this civic work, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why should we do that? Well, here's the thing. Um, yeah, we're already doing too much. But if we don't do this thing, mm-hmm. if we don't find a way to hijack the civic process. Mm. We're going to continue doing too much. We're going to continue having to provide for ourselves things that government should provide for us, and mm. it's going to get worse. Mm. It, we are in this situation because government has refused to do its job, mm. and to wait for government to do its job in order to allow, uh, to fix the system mm-hmm. for government to do its job, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. The so country is just going to keep... It over. We, we, either we take it over or we all go to Canada, which is what's also happening. Yeah. You know, but it, 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 at some point, we have to get out of this attitude of saying, hey, this is government's job because government is just simply not doing its job. Why did you not find a way to um, hold down the... Co- um, the Collision center? Yes. Um, well, I tried to. I tried to. Didn't you have a godfather or something? The people were my godfather. Ah, yeah. And, but How did that work out? Well, the people were not ready. And I think it's, but like I said, that was 2011. Mm. But five years later in 2015, those same reverse people stood up to the military and the police at the collision center. So did maybe, they stand up or did money make them stand up? Either way, they stood. Hmm. 
either way, it doesn't matter what makes them stand. Mm. So the same stomach infrastructure that will make them turn their, turn a blind eye and unlook a rigged election, mm-hmm. that same stomach infrastructure can galvanize them to resist an election rigor. Mm. So maybe we should stop like condemning stomach infrastructure mm-hmm. and look at it as a means to an end. And find a way to use it. Yes, to improve our electoral system. Are you going to run again? I am doing consultations with my people <laughs> and uh, if the clamor if our podcast an exclusive if manchi the, if the clamor if the clamor <laughs> for my people is is high enough I will, I will. you will run again what would you do different if you ran again um, to ensure that they do not declare somebody else the winner. <laughs> well, you know, basically, <laughs> basically, you know, el- you know, defending your vote mm-hmm. in an election is some of, it's sort of like cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. It's like defending your computer system from hackers. Mm-hmm. And each time you come up with a new solution, the hackers are also working on a way to break that. That's right. So it's an arms race. That's right. So we figured out how to work the coalition centers now. Mm-hmm. We know how to defend them. Mm-hmm. And even now, my supporters are still there. I, I, I still keep in touch with them. Mm-hmm. So we, we, they'll be more confident now. Mm-hmm. Than they were in 2011. They were. But now the question is, are the riggers going to stop at the coalition center? Or uh, are they going to find a different way, a higher way? So that's the What hump. could be a higher way? Oh, my God. That is scary to think oh, about. I've seen the higher way done before. We saw the higher way done in 2015. What was the higher when, way? Oh, no, sorry, 2011, rather, when um, a senatorial candidate um, kidnapped the returning officer for the state <laughs> and uh, got the returning officer to declare him a winner mm-hmm. and then whisked him away again because by the Electoral Act, whatever result is announced by the returning officer mm-hmm. is the binding result. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter if all the official results on paper mm-hmm. contradict that result as long as it... He says it. He's announced so it. even our constitution, like, aids rigging. Oh, yes. You know, as, as with most things, our elections are flawed and, like, we have, like, one of the biggest cases we had mm-hmm. in the Supreme Court mm-hmm. was um, from the last election That's cycle right. was um, Dakuku Peter side mm-hmm. and River State APC versus Rivers PDP, Nielsen Wiki, and INEC. Mm-hmm. Where basically, okay, you have the card readers mm-hmm. and the card readers were put in place by INEC under Jonathan's government. Mm-hmm. Your electronic voters card with a card reader and it checks your biometrics, your mm-hmm. fingerprints mm-hmm. to accredit you to vote. Mm-hmm. And Dakuku Peter's side was declared the loser. Nisa Rico was declared the winner of mm-hmm. the governorship election here mm-hmm. in River State. Mm-hmm. But Dakuku's, his, um, his case, his argument in court was that the numbers by which Nisun Wiki won mm-hmm. were higher than the numbers accredited by the card reader mm-hmm. at the polling units mm-hmm. that a lot of illegal voting outside of the card readers mm-hmm. was used. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court, your Supreme Court, my Supreme Court, mm-hmm. held that the electronic um, register mm-hmm. in a card reader mm-hmm. is not a legal voter's register. That a voter's register oh legally has to be paper and ink. <laughs> yes, in the 21st century, <laughs> in 2015, your Supreme Court declared that the computer is not a valid record. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how Nigeria works. But doesn't. <laughs> oh my goodness. So 
um, like w- when you give like a simplistic answer about how oh we need to help the poor people so they're not focusing on the hunger or we need to get to the coalition center to ensure we're forgetting like the big dogs who is um people like the people who are making uh, um our laws. Uh, our laws and making um uh, and giving verdicts mm. that you know are yeah. basically yeah. stupid yes we we have that done. and but i believe i believe in um incremental fighting mm-hmm. you know um you know guerrilla warfare look at it that way mm-hmm. you start with a small battle mm-hmm. and you build your strength mm-hmm. from those victories mm-hmm. and you're going to get, you, you, you lose the larger battle, mm-hmm. but the previous victory gives, makes you a bit stronger, mm-hmm. makes you be more confident. Mm-hmm. You sit down and then you go on for the next battle on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So maybe next time around we win at the collision center. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time around we, we, we get a good result. We mm-hmm. get declared winner mm-hmm. about next time, but then they're able to like use the courts to thwart us. Then we now look at that. Okay. How do we fight the courts? Mm-hmm. And we, we, you know, we have, but we have to keep growing. We, have to keep as a people mm-hmm. as i'm talking here as a citizen not mm-hmm. as a politician who wants to win an election mm-hmm. i'm talking about i'm talking as a citizen right who wants free and fair elections mm-hmm. we have to start like banding together mm-hmm. and decide among ourselves that even though the odds are against us mm-hmm. we have to find ways to um plug all the vulnerabilities in the system i thought you were even going to talk about like um finding a way to fix it from the parties itself because when the delegates are chosen some people will tell you that that that's when we get screwed because the delegates that are chosen are the people who then decide who's going to get the tickets as far as um the parties are concerned oh, that's true so like isn't that where we should think about starting so that first things first we're getting quality candidates we're not just getting some puppets yeah that's true um and i've always been a big advocate of people joining political parties <sighs> i always say the only way you can affect the internal democracy of a party mm-hmm. is by being a member. Well, some people would argue with that. Lots of people will say we cannot join the parties as they are Good. at the moment. I, they are available parties in Nigeria Good, as that's they fair. are then, at the moment. Then form a party that you can join. We don't have money. Apples. Well, we can crowdfund. Like we, we have to find ways to get this thing done. Somebody will steal the money. If we crowdfund, somebody will steal it. Uh, use and um, blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> use blockchain to protect the money. I don't know, but, <laughs> but we have to find ways to start trusting each other. Otherwise, because that's the big advantage that the elite who rig our elections yeah. have over the rest of us, and we're going to see this recurring in yeah. this in this in this podcast series. Yeah, that they are fewer than us, mm-hmm. and they have more mutual trust among themselves. Than that's us, right. Even when they are bitter enemies, because they have a common a common goal, which is you to know to screw the rest of us exactly. Yeah, and they know that last lives, no matter how they hate each other, mm-hmm. they must hang together. Otherwise, they will hang separately. That's right. Because we will get them that's if they don't stand together, and they do, and they're able to find ways to get us not to work together yeah. what do you see happening with 2019 elections in terms of um, free and fair elections mm-hmm. oh, they are not going to be free and they're definitely not going to be fair <sighs> okay so we need to wrap this up or we're going to keep going and we're going to keep talking but um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of how Nigeria works but doesn't we're going to bring a second episode where we'll be talking about something equally controversial you can follow us on social media our twitter handle is how Nigeria works but doesn't uh-huh <laughs> and we're also separately on twitter obviously mm-hmm. i'm s on twitter 
um, Android O. Until next time, thank you for listening and enjoy your morning, afternoon or evening wherever you are listening from.